name is Colin, his name is Stu, and this is the Evil G Podcast. Did you just start stretching when you announced that? Yeah, did I? Yeah, we never claim to be professional or anything, so like... No, there's nothing worse when that hits you, though, when you're about to speak and you're like, Oh, Jesus! Yeah, couldn't help it. Yep, it's a human thing. Not stretch. (laughs) So what's happened this week then? Some things. We got a Nintendo thing. That's the third Nintendo Direct. Which I know always excites you, Stu, because you love Nintendo. Well, there's a few Nintendo games I like. I just don't play them anymore. I'm not saying you hate Nintendo. I'm just saying that's not a thing that you're probably paying much attention to. Although I've always talked about getting a Switch. But it never happened. it's it's worth it. You could probably pick up one of the standard ones for cheap with this this new version coming out. Mm. I think it but did then actually. I'll probably end up getting a, those Steam things instead. Ah, uh, right. But you can't play Nintendo games on that the Steam Deck. No, but I can play DSX and stuff. This is so true, yeah. <laughs> that went. Ah, but right. Let's see if we can change your mind then, based on on some of the stuff they they've announced. Right. Um, <laughs> the first thing is, so they announced a a new tier to their online thingamajig on like Ooh. Nintendo Switch Online. So you were getting games uh, and stuff. Um, and so this tier is going to in- come with N sixty four and Mega Drive games. So, are you talking about just a handful or a good back catalogs worth? Um, so there's nine games off off the bat: Uh, Mario sixty four, Mario Kart sixty four, Star Fox sixty four, Zelda Ocarina of Time, and and some others. Mario Kart sixty four will also have online play. Um, oh which, shit! Which is yeah, that's a pretty fucking big deal there. Um, and then there's going to be 14 Mega Drive games in there, um, which include Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, um, and more will be announced. Um, yeah, so it's it's good that that stuff's up there, especially the N64. I know, I know people have been wondering about that for a while. It's like. Mm. where's all these games but the fact that it's you know a, a bit more expensive um well, I like you doing I, it uh, did they say how much no they haven't said how much and yeah. then what, what happens when uh, are you ever going to do gamecube and does that get more expensive again mm. uh they're, they're you're all... about the cube though you're pushing very close to the 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 Wii and the Switch sort of generation, so... Uh, I though... GameCube's still... Well, you know, that's that's the... The the Wii... The Wii U... And then the Switch. Um, yeah. But, like, it's... It's it's not like you can go online and, and download... Um, you know, GameCube games anywhere. Mm, true. Well... I say that. Yeah, well, right. uh, <laughs> legally. Legally. Um, yeah, I don't know. Can, can you play Wii games on the Switch? I don't 
I'm not sure if you can. Uh, haven't been on the uh, Switch Marketplace in a while, so I don't, I don't know what what's on there for for backwards compatibility stuff. And I, I assume you wouldn't, because aren't Switch games like we sort of memory cards almost? It doesn't have a disk drive, does it? Oh, it, it it has internal memory that you can expand as well, so you can download stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a there's a whole uh, there's a whole online shop for you to buy games. Um, so along with this, you're also going to be getting a, a N64 controller and Mega Drive controllers for <laughs> the Switch. Um, here we're getting the the three button Mega Drive controller in Japan. They're getting the six button. The bastards. <laughs> so, um, if they ever release Street Fighter Two for for the Mega Drive, enjoy pushing start to switch to kicks. I know it's such <laughs> an awkward way of doing things. So, what else did they announce? So, they they're, they're doing a port of Knights of the Republic. All right. Um, the original. Yep. Right? Yep. Fair so they're enough. not getting the remake, they're getting the original? Yeah, you can play it on your phone for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> so. uh, Maybe it's the phone port just being ported to the Switch. I wouldn't, you know, it probably is. It probably oh. is. It, yeah, more than likely is. Um, Bayonetta 3 isn't dead. It got a trailer, and they uh, said it's coming out in 2022. Um, I did. I have to admit, I thought that was canned. Yeah, I thought been, they quietly canned that, and no one was going to talk about it. It's been a while since we've seen it. Um, sure, they, they showed a bit of gameplay as well, and it all looks very Bayonetta. Um, mm. I will say it's, you know, you're starting to see... Do you remember when, you know, Bayonetta, the first Bayonetta came out? And it looks fantastic back then. Yep. It's like, you know, it's where Ben had a three and it's like, you're, you're sitting, imagine what this could look like if it was on, you know, someone with uh, a bit of power. Um, but it looked to be running at 60 frames a second and that's the important part when it comes to these games. Um, mm, true. I'm glad it's not you dead. the buttery smooth gameplay. A hundred percent. Um, couple other things um act razor which was a classic snes game um it has been remastered and released on switch also on ps4 and pc and then speaking of remasters that have been released <laughs> yay castlevania advance is out yeah that one we thought we were never gonna see <laughs> here we are a week later yeah um and it's out on multiple consoles. Was announced at this um, this direct, but there you go. Um, it was announced at the direct, and it came out at midnight that night. Mm. It's cool all things got there were the announcement and the releases. Like, and it's out now, or it's out in a couple hours. It's that's pretty good. Ah. Uh, probably the biggest news from. Oh yeah, there's a, a look at Splatoon 3 as well, but even then, the biggest news easily from this thing was the uh, announcement of the cast for mm-hmm. the Super Mario movie, um, 
<laughs> which is a lot of people being confused. Yeah, it's quite baffling. I I don't get it. Um, so the Chris Pratt playing Mario. Okay, mm. I can't can't imagine it. I don't I don't know. Um, there's nothing about like seeing him in Alexa Jurassic Park and Guardians of the Galaxy that makes you say, "Yeah, that's a guy I could play Mario." Yeah, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy playing Peach. That is your woman from that chess thing on Netflix. Oh, the Queen's that, Gambit. That everyone is fucking nuts for her for mm. about two minutes. Everyone got way into chess. Um, Charlie Day uh, from. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, playing Luigi. <laughs> Unless Luigi's going to be some fucking hyper fucking former crack addict or something like. <laughs> I I can see Luigi being really weird because like Luigi's whole thing, even in the Mario lore, is really weird. Um, Jack Black is Bowser. Uh, I, I can't. I never thought of Bowser opening his mouth and Jack Black's voice coming out. I have a really specific voice in my head for Bowser, and it's because of the cartoon. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember the cartoon? Yes. No. Yeah, a growly type voice. Yeah. No. Now here's one. Toad. Toad has got a really distinct voice. Yes. It's all. <laughs> Yeah, like that, like that. Um, so the the guy uh, Keegan Michael Key, comedian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, from, yes. From, from uh, KMP. Ah, that's that's the one. I have no idea. I've never watched him in anything. So he actually might be able to do that type of voice. Well, that's good. He he might be able to put. Uh, he's the one person that is actually making sense here. Now we're we're about to go off a deep end here. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> what the fuck? No, just <laughs> Donkey Kong is a huge big gorilla, and I'm sorry, you, you need like a again a big deep voice. For... Uh, Seth you Rogen does have a he does have a deep voice, so it's going to be. Stone but it's also Donkey a very. Ah, yeah, yeah. If he sounds like he's just there's no there's no sort of up and down pitch with Seth Rogen though. It's just one level the whole time. <laughs> like so, Donkey Kong might be getting excited, but he'll just still sound like he's just like ah, whatever. Uh, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Who's Fred Armisen? Uh, he was in. Oh, what do you call that? Is it called Portlandia or something? Uh, he's another comedian. Um, right. I'm going to take a stab, though, and say that the Kongs, like Donkey Kong, Cranky Kong, I'm guessing Diddy Kong's in there somewhere. These no, This could be a cameo. It could be, but uh, no, I'm not, I'm not seeing a, any... a wee short part. I'm not seeing any Diddy Kong. Um... It could be, yeah, Portlandia is one of the, the biggest things he's done, I think. He, oh, a lot of Saturday Night Live stuff as well. Um, 
Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. I don't even know who who the fuck's Kamek. I have no idea. Might be made up for the film. No. Oh shit! The fucking the wee wizard Koopa. Oh okay, Magic Koopa. Right. Um, okay. Uh, Sebastian Maniscal <laughs> Maniscalco as Spike. I remember there was a thing where he he leaked this a while back and he wasn't supposed to. That he is playing Spike. Aye, that he says I've done that Mario movie. I'm all wrapped up. I'm playing their boss, Spike. Not their fucking boss. That's Bowser. Um, no, 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 no. They're they're plumber boss. Wait, is that? I thought is Spike not one of the Koopalings? As far as I'm aware, this character Spike is the owner of the plumbing company that Mario and Luigi work for. Unless this guy has no idea what character he's playing. Oh no, he's just a wee standard fucking enemy guy. It could be something oh, different then. Um, yeah, he first appeared in Super Mario Bros. 3. Um, he would throw spike balls at you. Hence okay. the name. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've got a feel. Well, maybe it is. Is that, that yeah. Uh, and then there will be surprise cameos from Charles Martinet. Martinet? Martinet? Yeah. The actual voice the of Mario. The actual voice of Mario. <laughs> um, that would be like, do you know what this is the equivalent of? Do you remember a couple of years ago they made the Ratchet and Clank movie? Yes. And they actually got the guys that do Ratchet and Clank to do Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, professional voice actors. Professional yes. voice actors to professional voice actors. Yeah. Could you imagine they turned around to those guys and went, right, we're going to have you in the movie, but you're just going to do wee cameos. We're going to have fucking, I don't know, uh, 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 Chris Pratt play fucking Ratchet and Chris Helmsworth play Clank. Yeah, big Hollywood names who haven't the first fucking clue about voice acting. So one thing I'll mm. say is, is Jack Black knows how to voice act. He does. he does. He has experience doing that, but you always get this. A lot of experience. Like an animated, if an animated feature is going to be a big deal, uh, they'll cast a bunch of, you know, Hollywood actors and they'll do a real shitty job. Ghibli dubs have been rotten with this for years. Um, yeah. Because they'll, yeah, they'll always cast shitty well, like, there's fi- they're fine actors, like, you know, like Christian Bale in um, mm-hmm. How's Moving Castle, but they, they don't know how to how to act with just their voice and, and not be actually playing a, a thing, someone on screen. And, yeah, it comes across with, with kind of really flat readings. Um, and you get that in the, the Ghibli films. That I think that, in a way, that's it just... You cannot... Um, when it comes to voice acting, it's like you get people who are good at voice acting, not big names from films. Mm. Uh, but yeah, 
that's that's that. I didn't watch the Sonic film, so I'm probably not going to watch this either, to be honest. <laughs> so there's no point giving off about it. Um, Who would you actually have to Mario and Luigi? Charles Martinet. Uh, if like if the attorney says no, it has to be a big name actor. I know who I would have. Go, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. <laughs> I saw That'd be the, amazing. A brilliant suggestion there, Danny DeVito as as Yoshi. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely be up for that. That would be cool. Um. But, yeah, I could just I could just see. Pacino and De Niro as Mario and Luigi. It would be fantastic. Yo, we got to take care of business. Let's get out of here. Forget about it. No, that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't actually sound that bad. To put that way. <laughs> well, if you go for, instead of the the the, the game type of uh, reading, um, go for uh, Captain Lou Albano style fucking, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> Because that's how he played Mario. Yep. In the Super Show. Hey, it's a Super Mario Super Show. <laughs> yep, yeah, just go over the top. Fucking John Silver would be brilliant. <laughs> it's a Gabagool. It's a Gabagool. <laughs> hey, Luigi, you go down the pipe. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> Sting. <laughs> <It's> Yo, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! There you go. We just made the Mario movie a hundred times better. Well, so, we <laughs> so we keep ourselves entertained. Um, I, I like the Eurogame article where they referred, referred to Charles Martinet as the proper voice of Mario. <laughs> um, moving over to the other side. With blue hedgehogs involved. Um, mm. Now Sonic's getting roped into this dodgy ass game <laughs> fucking thing, what a rating. So a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog has gone for 430 grand. Um, same old shit. It's what a graded, uh, who that is the company that does the grading for video games. Uh, Grades them out of 10. Anything above a 9 is seen as big deal. Um, and the found, one of the founders of the company was uh, caught selling graded stock for profit. So, yeah, that's, mm. <laughs> that's the kind of shit we're talking about here. Um, and Yuji Naka, creator of Sonic, he's, he knows the crack. Because he, ah. he came out and he's like, is this a scam? That's a scam, right? <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> probably as I. Um, yeah. This keeps happening. Um, and it, it doesn't matter if, uh, if fuck, you know, because we, we can get the all these games in a hundred different ways now, so ah. let the fucking idiots have their way with the plastic bits. <laughs> I mean, that's all you're paying for is a bit of plastic now because as you say you can get sonic on your phone i have it on my mini mega drive on my playstation with four times I, I, i've I've so many copies of the original sonic why does it matter if it's the original plastic cartridge yeah um 
It's 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 not, you're going to be reading a story about the, how this all works. Um, I've I've heard theories around you know there. It's a bunch of people going in uh, and putting in money. You know they're they're getting investments for mm. a game, um, and it's it's a highly rated you know nine plus water rated game, um, and then they're having these um, auctions and making them big publicity things and saying the auction all oh, went for half a million uh, and then they're like oh our next one's this so if you want it on it get your investment in now you might make more money back on it um mm. so, and every time the buyer is anonymous so it's mm. like uh it's it are you selling these or are you just saying you're selling them so you can get more people to quote unquote invest <laughs> in a game um so yeah, it all just seems so fucking dodgy, and everyone stay yeah, away pure. from it. Very, very greasy. Guy, okay. <laughs> it's the perfect word for it. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of greasy things, um, this is really greasy. So, uh, Hitman, uh, the <laughs> as in the, the reboot, I want to say. Is yeah. it a real? Uh, yeah. Semi-sized reboot. Yeah. So the Game of the Year edition just launched on GOG.com, which used to mean good old games, but it doesn't anymore. Uh, who is the, That's a storefront and whose whole thing was around them. None of their games would have DRM. Um, DRM being the copy protection you get built in the games where they have to connect to the internet. Um to verify that you are playing uh, an actual copy, a, you know, official copy of the game. Um, the shit Microsoft was trying to do with Xbox when they were doing the Xbox One that kind of shot themselves in the foot with it because uh, everyone freaked the fuck out as people tend to do with once any sort of, you know, this game has to connect to the internet, people lose their shit. Um... Mm. So, Shu, you'll probably be more familiar with this than I have, but as my understanding, Hitman does have features that require internet connection, uh, such yep. as elusive targets. There's leaderboards. Um, mm -hmm. Even you getting your rewards. Um, yeah, yeah. Unlocking stuff is, is all tied into servers somewhere. Um, yeah, but when you, when you boot up Hitman, the game, IO themselves have a message saying... This game is best experienced connected to the internet. Yeah. For the I, full Hitman experience. Sorry, that's what it says. Yeah. And, and I don't know how or why that works like that, but it does. It's just these are features that are internet enabled. Well, it's because the features are changing all the time. You know, your elusive char target changes every couple of weeks. You have contracts mode, which is where people create their own sort of targets. And then you sort of try and do those it's like, a, you know, I killed this guy using this weapon and nobody's seen me. Yeah. Can you do that? So it's it's probably all tied together under the one server. So that's probably why it needs mm -hmm. to keep track of what items you have unlocked and you haven't. And that's why it's all tied into server stuff. The thing I'm trying to say is that a lot of like this connection to the Internet is because it's from a design standpoint of this is how this game works. It's not. 100%. It's not 
checking if the game is a legitimate copy. It's not doing the, no. anyway, where'd you get that? Every five minutes. It's actually how the game was built. Now, hmm. game, the gaming community of the internet being, you know, a sound mind and rational bunch of folks <laughs> seem to have taken exception to this um, and started review bombing um, the Hitman on on uh, on GOG. You know, people giving it, like it's sitting at an average 1.4 to 5. For Hitman, uh, the a really good a, game, a critically critically acclaimed Hitman is one one point four out of five on GOG, um, and they've came out and and made a you know made a statement to say they're they're not going to tolerate this sort of stuff, which is set people off more, um, saying the game doesn't belong on there. Uh, if it if it has if it requires the the connection, it's just people fucking knee jerking all over the place. Um, yep. Not not understand what online DRM actually means to me. That mm. that's what that's what that says. Messi, you don't know what you're upset about. You literally have no. You think it connecting to the inter, requiring you to connect to the internet for anything is like if you want to play Call of Duty online, it needs to connect to the internet. It's the same yeah. as that. It's the fucking same. It's like you complaining that you have to connect to play with it. Like, catch yourselves on. Um, so, like, the... Like, just because something connects to the internet doesn't mean it has a DRM. No, exactly. Uh, and Gog just went, look, we're not doing this review bomb stuff. If you're not happy with it, get a refund. Uh, thing is, though, you can play that Hitman game offline. Yeah, you, you can. Just it's, will lose a lot of features. Yeah, like all the online features. Yeah, that are, that are tied to online. I don't like. Oh, it'd be one thing if it if it was a game that should be playable completely online. Like all the features are there, and someone well, it's probably turned around. Well, it should be. It's like that. Well, that's not how they designed it. Because as Stu just mentioned, there's a whole community based around that of of making new targets and doing stuff like that so all that stuff likely needs tied together on a server end and that's how <laughs> they designed this whole system of hitman from 2016 onward um do you reckon these are a bunch of agents who the last hitman game they played was maybe blood money and, and they thought that this was it they were getting maybe a new blood money or something I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but the, the, this game's been around for years now, so how can they not know? Well, like, is there people who only use GOG? I, I get. I guess they. There probably are, it's the because of the DRM stuff again, and um, I reckon the uh, people get fucking upset about weird things. Uh, I reckon they expected there to be some version that didn't connect to the internet at all that's like and as you said you can still play the game but yes the online features won't be there no fucking shit <laughs> it's not drm you still do you know what gog should do for a laugh what they should release apex legends but not allow it to connect to the internet <laughs> <laughs> it's drm free you can play it offline enjoy your shooting range uh, um, yeah, I don't like a review bomb in, in, in most 
cases. Like it's aye. Uh, and and if it you're not ne- happy, just don't buy the game. It never seems to happen for any good re- like it's it's never anyone making a stand against any some sane injust- reason. Yeah, it's like if it's not like the population of China upset that you said something about their stupid fucking dictator, you know, it, like <laughs> that happens all the time. Um, and uh, I don't know. Is there a, is there a good? Example of of review, Beyond bombing. I I haven't seen it. Oh uh, oh, Kane and Lynch. That wasn't review bombing because that game was shit anyway. Oh yeah, but the, there was all these people trying to put good reviews. So people who didn't even own the game were just going on and giving it a shit review. Yeah, that's why. If you don't, Be- because of your man that got sacked and all, Jeff Gersman. But still, I don't mm. think you should review that. Like. Those reviews. No, they were just literally warning you. Don't believe all the good reviews. This game is fucking awful. Yeah, well, no, that's fair enough. If you're, but you should play a game to review it. Usually, yeah, you do actually have to own a game to. You you could take a look at Ken and Lynch and know it was shit. Let's be honest. Well, but I just let's be honest. We you shouldn't be listening to reviews, especially. Especially user reviews of a True. bunch of people you don't know, you don't know what they're like, what they like, or you know. So, like the the best way is that I find if you want to like know if you if a game's up your street is just watch it being played and hundred percent, and then you're like, ah, that looks like something I'd probably want. Only listen to a review if you know enough about that person reviewing it to be comfortable with, you know, you'll get a, a sense for if it's mm. what their taste is and does that match with what the things you like. That's the only really way you can do it. Um, Good example <clears throat> of that was Eurogamer recently. I know we do we do like to enjoy sort of Eurogamer, but they are, they're a good site. But uh, there was a game came out recently called Rims. It's a motorbike racing game. And the guy who reviewed it is a huge fan of motorbike racing games because he enjoys riding and things like that. Mm. And he was saying that sadly Rims was not very good. So I was like, well, you're a man who likes rides, so I'll believe what you say. Fair enough. Mm. He's basically saying, you know, the whole thing about this game was all the customization, but it made no difference when you were actually playing. You you could tweak all these things in the bike, but it still felt the exact same. (laughs) Is all all rims made me want to do was play more ride. <laughs> like, there you go. I wouldn't think there's there's enough room in that market for multiple uh, no. sim sim bike games. There's two to be honest. You've got your MotoGP. That's a yearly one, and then every couple of years you do get ride. And mm. I think ride is the better game. I know we've just all went on the tangent here of motorbike games. Sorry. It, it's kind of your um, your your real. I was going to say Forza, but Forza's not. Well, maybe it's close enough, but it's your Forza Gran Turismo Project Cars type of bike game. Yeah, and the thing about right is you can take it to the hardcore level if you want to, or if you're like me and you don't really know how all the inside of it works, you can just have the game do it for you and off but, you go. But you're basically starting with production model bikes that you can really buy mm-hmm. whereas MotoGP would be more like your F1 games that's a purely yes. motorsport uh, track racing only what was wasn't or there, is it ride you can go do the northwest we're, we're going down 
a, a wild rabbit hole here, but wasn't there a, <laughs> was there a Polof? I can never say their name. Polyphony. Um, yes. the, the guys that make Grand Tours, did they do a bike game? I think you're right. Was it the PlayStation 2 era? Yeah. Oh, that's something I'm going to have to look up. I don't know. I'm looking at... I think you're right. Or did they add bikes into a Gran Turismo? Is that Um, maybe what it was? That wouldn't make sense. But maybe they did. And uh, I can't see a name for it, but like... There's a lot of early 2000s, around that time, news reports coming up here of them making a bike game tourist trophy. Ah, that rings a bell. But it definitely would have been PS2 era, because I remember that was the big thing. Gran Turismo on two wheels. Yeah. <clears throat> right, we gotta climb out of this rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, like enough of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this fucking did exist. Did this release? I think it did. Two thousand six. Oh, it's called Tourist oh, Trophy. Well, that 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 sounds about right. They talk about it in two thousand, and it comes out in two thousand six. Fucking hell! They do like to take their time, then, boys. Writing form. What is that? Right, enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> right, we uh, we spoke before about a um, something that I was very excited about, uh, Star Wars Visions, uh, which was an anthology from various anime studios inspired by Star Wars. Um, now that has come out, and I watched it. And so did they release the whole thing, or was it a weekly thing? Whole thing. Just get oh, it all good. out there at once. Because it's only like 15, 10, 15 um, minute episodes. So you, you couldn't uh, be giving me at that. Um, and it's pretty good. And you know, oh. like, like anthologies can be really hit and miss. There's, uh, there's no real low points in this. Everything's pretty solid. Um, you have stuff from all over the timeline. Um in, in Star Wars, um, some really interesting things being done with, uh, you know, <laughs> how a lightsaber works. And, you know, as you expect, there's a lot of katana-looking lightsabers. Um, mm. there, there's a weird one that's like a, a, an umbrella. You know, <laughs> you know, like an old-timey umbrella, like a paper umbrella, and would have had the, yeah, like, yeah. the sticks, except they're all lightsabers. You got this woman twirling them around in that. Um, there's, like, uh, as I mentioned, like, uh, Studio Trigger did a couple of them. Uh, their episode, The Twins, is just fucking nuts. Um, I was actually talking to Eugene. He says he watched that, and he couldn't get past it. He's like, I, I just couldn't do it. They're in, they were in space, and able to talk to each other. I was like, are you aware? These are the guys that made Kill the Kill, and you couldn't... Watch Kill the Kill, not this. He goes, I but Star Wars is different. It's like, lad, Star Wars, all sorts of noise happens in space. Like the sound of yeah. an X-Wing firing is very pretty iconic. And that happens yeah. pretty much always in space. He's like, I can't and even the argue with that. Scream. Yes. Yeah, the, the that scream. Um It sounds <laughs> like a dog when it's about to fall asleep. Yeah. 
And it's <laughs> and it's not the Wilhelm scream. It's a different thing. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's it's bonkers. It just goes f- to fuck everything. Um, <laughs> I was having a bit of fun. It's trigger. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, it's it's pure that that kill the kill. I have to say my absolute favorite that I wanted to. I, I want more to it because it it felt like an opening episode to something. Um, it, it's the fifth episode in the anthology called The Ninth Jedi, and it actually takes place after. Rise of Skywalker. So this is beyond anything that's been done in films yet. This is stuff that's happening after. Um, and it's about a, a lightsaber uh, forge, um, a guy that forges lightsabers, um, and him, um, he's doing this for this guy who runs this planet, and his he's trying to track down Jedi to get them to come in and put the Jedi order back together um, and start that. And so he's inviting them there to, um, to give them lightsabers. And um, you got the, the, the forge master's daughter there. She, she's sort of the, the, the main character of it. I will say like in this 20 minute episode, they did a better job of creating a, female star wars protagonist that potentially uh being a force user and a user of a lightsaber they developed her better in 20 minutes than the three sequels did with ray over three films um and the the i'll not spoil it but the the way it plays out it just leaves off where there's like the the group of main group of characters and you've got like a an ensemble caster that you've just put together uh, and they get in a ship and they go away to do a thing. And you're like, man, this would work. Do, do more of this. I would watch the shit out of this. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it, it, it's probably pretty interesting. Cause yeah, it's, it's after, you know, the, the, the fall of the, the new order, um, which, you know, not, not very much has been done about that, that period yet. So, um, I, I definitely recommend have a, a, a watch of this. If you're not an anime fan, you are a Star Wars fan, some of these you're going to go, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just watch it and shut your gob. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best review ever. Watch it and shut your gob. Uh, so what about wrestling then? Oh, it was a good week for it. Well, first you want to like I can't remember if we spoke about this last week the the Owen Hart thing. You I don't know if we did to be first. So. We might have, but no, no, we talked about the plane ride from hell. We did, I. Um, we didn't talk about the Owen Hart thing. So AEW have announced a they're starting an annual tournament uh, dedicated to Owen Hart. They partnered up with the Owen Hart Foundation and his his widow. Um, to put on this this tournament honoring own um and it's long overdue to be honest um yeah no i I, i'll say that like his wife wanted nothing to do with um with vince mcmahon uh martha hart she wanted nothing to do with wwe she sees them as a huge part in being responsible for his death um, mm. there is a Dark Side of the Ring episode about it if you want to 
find out more about that, track it down. It is a good episode. Um, and she didn't want to, them using his name for anything they would get any benefit from. Um, but since then, AEW has come along. They don't have that mm-hmm. that stigma. So she's agreed to this, and it's it's. Huge. They have a thing is they have a good reputation with, you know, with things happening and with uh, with <clears throat> even with their own staff and their own talent. Mm. So I think if she's been talking to anyone, because she probably has, she probably does know people has, who work there already. I think she she has been in talks. I have an inkling maybe Chris Jericho had something to do with it. Um, can't can't be That's sure. That's a good Um. But but yeah, those those lines of communication were open, and and now we're getting this, and it's yeah, I just say it's it's amazing to see like finally Owen Hart, one of the best of all time, never got to mm-hmm. realize his full potential. Um, I know, just being recognized and and say a bit like officially being like, here's a guy who was amazing at this shit, uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna honor him. And it's not just the, the tournament. We're getting merchandise, T-shirts, action figure, um, and he's going to be in the video game as well. Sweet. Yeah. That's amazing. This is pretty, pretty I'm cool. I'm hoping this tournament is like, as you you were saying, again, we must have been talking about in the podcast, but I love the idea that you're hoping that it's as big as something like the G1. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, I don't think it was the podcast I said that. I remember saying that though. But yeah, that make yeah. it a big deal. Make it make it last over over weeks, um, mm. with with a, a big bracket. Get people from outside. Make it a huge fucking thing. Make make it be almost the biggest thing you do every year. Um, mm. and and it's not even like have it not be like oh I'm in this tournament because the winner gets a shot at the title. No, I'm in this tournament because no. I want to fucking win it and get the trophy. That should be the yep. the main the main focus of it. Yeah, this this could be made even bigger than the title. This could be just like I won this tournament. I am the best in the world. Hmm. Because you could have people from different uh, promotions and stuff. So you're like, I am the yeah, best 100%. wrestler in the world. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. Because he had some incredible matches. Owen. I remember the ones he had with Austin and all. The, I think it was... Um, him and Brett, that cage match. Um, oh, was that WrestleMania 9? Uh, and, and where Brett wrestled twice uh, at the start. Yes. And, and Owen beats him. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. It's, it's such a good moment. Um, yeah. They, they wanted to call it the, uh, the King of Hearts, but then weren't allowed. <laughs> So they now have to go with the Owen Hart Cup. Um, I maybe does WWE have King of Hearts trademarked or something? I don't, I don't, don't know. Uh, or maybe they just didn't hmm. want to. Maybe that was just seen as a WWE thing. They didn't want to do that. I wonder if Brett uh, will maybe. be involved at all. I'd like to think so. I mean, yeah. he was at the original Double or Nothing. I don't think he gets on with with Martha Hart though. Oh right. So, yeah. Hi, <laughs> mm. if anyone can fix it, it's Big TK. <laughs> that man seems to be able to just do anything. Aye, looking forward to that. I, I, like, hope, he, I hope that's soon. 
Don't make us wait too long for it. I wonder, because uh, if you think of summer, summer's when you sort of do your your double or nothings and stuff, so I don't know when you could plan it. When's the, is the G1 summer, though? Because you probably don't <coughs> want to interfere with that time, that the, timing either. The G1 is happening right now. Right, okay. Or deep in the middle of the G1 now. Um, so maybe start up maybe March, April time? I'd like to, to see it more b- before that. But um, uh, as you say, though, if you did that, oh, there's, oh, see, right. Now you say that, you've got Johnny Gargano, whose contract is up in December, and then he won't be able oh. to, well, he's NXT, so he'd probably a 30-day no- 30 days just complete. Don't, don't know what, he might be resigning, who knows, but one of the biggest ones. Uh, gee, this makes too much sense now, Stu. <laughs> One of the, the biggest ones is the guy whose contract is up in January has been tweeting weird himself. stuff. Kevin Owens, who is named Kevin Owens because he fucking loves Owen Hart. Who? Oh. Bring him in. He wins the very first Owen Hart Cup. Big time. Uh, like... Did we uh, just book this thing? <laughs> well, we fantasy booked it. <laughs> Don't know if that counts. Get down the bookies. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Steen, first ever Owen Hart Cup winner. There, I'll I'll That'd say it, I'm saying that now on this podcast. That's my prediction. <laughs> what dates are they? <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Sunday, September twenty sixth. Collins called it. Everyone will forget by the time it happens when I'm wrong. <laughs> no, we'll be trying to remember what podcast you said it on and everything. <laughs> what episode? Oh, fuck. I did say it, boys. I, I, I promise. If I'm, if I'm right, I'll be digging out this fucking soundbite. Play it on the. <laughs> remember when I see? I was right. Right. <laughs> so, a huge week for uh, AEW this week. Mm-hmm. Um, they were. Coming live from Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, New York, which is a huge, big tennis stadium. Um, I have to say something very quickly. Go for it. It looked incredible. It does. It looks amazing. Because it's a tennis stadium, the seats come so far down. Um, like the, there's barely any floor seats. Um, and it, looked, it looks like it would have been great to be there because everyone would have had an amazing view, with maybe the mm-hmm. exception of the poor bastards that were behind the stage. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, you would have the big fucking chandelier thing in, just in your way the entire time. Mm. Um but twenty over twenty thousand fans. Yep. Good That's God, their biggest crowd their ever. Biggest crowd by a, a decent margin too. Um, mm. And what were they there to see? That's right. <laughs> we're speaking of who's the best in the world. We had Kenny Omega versus the American Dragon Brian Danielson. Um, Straight, match, like. straight off the bat on, on Dynamite. I was really surprised. I don't know about you. I was same. like, oh, what the fuck? Thought that was going to be the main I event. I was shocked. Same, same. Um, oh, fuck me, man, this match. Do you know what was class about this? What? It started so... It's such a... I, I, obviously, I don't know a lot of 
Danielson, but it's just a pure Kenny thing where it starts off nice and slow. You know, a couple of wee arm bars and wee, yeah, you know shoulder tackles, ve- very, bowls very, and bowls. Uh, very, very technical at the start. You're right; that is very indicative of a a, a big like like Okada and Omega matches. That's the way they start. Very technical at the start, but Jesus, dude, before they even got started, standing in the ah. ring, the fucking crowd pops for the bell. The fucking bell rings, <laughs> and they're just standing there, and people are going fucking nuts, and they've done nothing, and they spend must uh, be like a good couple of minutes just staring at each other, and the crowd yep. the entire time going nuts, and there's like it's moments moments like these. That's why I watch wrestling. Um, yep. And as Jr. literally goes, this crowd's gone nuts over a lockup. Yeah. That's when they when they first actually touch each other and people go nuts again. Fuck it, as, <laughs> as you said, it's a really well paced match. They have mm. half an hour time limit and they make the most of it. Um, starting out with real technical lockups, arm bars, reversals, uh, and then we start to get into the strikes and. Holy mm. fuck, there's some strikes. Um, Danielson's chest. Uh, <laughs> that, that looks sore. Um, you gotta cook an egg on that. And, and Omega taking some serious fucking kicks from Danielson, but that's, oh, you know, that's, what, that's what he's there for. Um, yep. We have some great spots when we, we, we got up into the... the want some momentum uh, built up. Um, mm. This was probably lost on you, but... Do you remember the submission move that Danielson did where he's like bridged the over? Mutil- the the mutilator? Cat- cattle mutilation. Um, ah, right. We haven't seen that in a while. He wasn't allowed to do that in WWE. Um, oh. I think mostly because of the name. I don't know why you wouldn't just rename it, but everyone went fucking nuts for that, seeing that for the first mm. time. Um, the, we got the fucking massive V-trigger. Kenny running oh, all Jesus. the way down that that Danielson sold for an eternity too. Yep. Um that's one of the best things about Danielson is how he sells. Like mm. he, you would near believe he's real hurt really hurt. Um he, he's very, very Kenny good jumped out. a good fuck six, seven foot though. Mm. He I, launched like and then uh, the thing I loved about that was Danielson wasn't gonna get in for the ten. So Kenny done the whole, I'm, I want to prove I'm better. So he gets out of the ring and breaks the count. And, all, and you're like, that's actually class. Mm. You know, because the heel's supposed to do the whole, I'll win whatever way I want. But Kenny was like, no, I want to prove I'm better than this guy. Um, what else, though? That we, we got a, a big avalanche tiger suplex. Um, <sighs> Danielson flew nearly the whole way across the <laughs> ring with <laughs> impressive stuff um yep really they're, they're just beating the absolute shit out of each other um kenny attempts to pull out the phoenix splash which he doesn't do too often um i get you know the last time he did that it was against moxie wasn't it see yeah that's what excalibur said yeah that's what i'm the last time he did it was against uh rich swan oh but Excalibur wasn't there for that match. Right, right. He doesn't watch Impact now. That's that's Rich Swan's finisher. Ah, right. Mm. But it's also a, a move Omega's always done. As oh well, yeah, yeah. Um. So, it, it, 
at the point I'm doing that, that's uh, it's coming up to to the end, of it, and it looks like you know Danielson's going to get the label lock in, um, mm. and you, we're down to their our last minute of the match here, um, and then they're just sort of like he gets out of the label, um, and then they just start beating on each other, and then the bell rings, and it's like time's up boys and they just continue fucking fighting then you get the um super click and all running down christian cage jurassic express run down um god was the the unbelievable match the best ending you could ask for um i have to admit i didn't even think of that when this match started i was all i really don't know how this is gonna go because you've got your top guy and "Quote unquote," the newcomer to the company. He's obviously a well-known guy, but he's the new guy in AEW. Yeah, and I'm thinking you don't just walk in and beat the top guy. I don't give a fuck who you are. So I was like, "How the hell are they going to do this?" Because they don't like to give the new guy a loss either. And then when it got near the time, I was all, "Oh, this is brilliant!" I've actually just realised what's going to happen here, and it was just so great the way it was done. I couldn't have done a better end. Aye. I, I I think the the draw was the perfect way to finish it. Um, I, and it I will, just adds because there'll be another one down the line. I, I will say that they should have made more of a deal of the time running out. I don't know why Justin Roberts didn't give a you know five minutes remaining. Well, I heard him. I heard him do the one minute remaining. Did you? I didn't. I heard the one minute remaining because uh, Excalibur even said it. He said, we're down to our last 60 seconds. I heard Excalibur say that, but I didn't hear, I didn't ever hear Justin oh, heard, say, make any time. I heard Justin, I. They, they usually do, he usually does it at, at intervals, 10 minute intervals. Now, I'll be honest, during the match, I wasn't really paying attention to the time. So I'm guessing no, that's why I didn't hear no, the, it. But I did, when, definitely heard the one minute. Because um, that's when the crowd started getting really riled up and all. Because when he done that one minute, you hear them getting a bit sort of, ah! yeah. Like yeah. that's when he's Ma- trying to go for the label lock and all, and they're going nuts because they're thinking he has to get this in because they're going to run out of time. Maybe I was just so engrossed that I just missed it. Hey, you know what? I've watched it twice. <laughs> that's a good. It's, I've went back and watched it again. Uh, uh, one of the one of the best matches with uh, definitely on TV, probably the best definitely. match. Um, aye, and hell then, of a way to kick off that event. And then CM Punk put a bass, put a best. <laughs> How do you follow that? I'm glad I'm not wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah, Punk Punk comes out to to cut a promo before his uh, his match on Friday, which is technically. Later that night, recorded for Friday mm. on Rampage. Um, yeah, uh, so he goes off on talking about how people are, are saying, like, oh, where's where's the angry punk? Um, and he's saying, I was like, I, I can't be pissed off because when I come out here, it all just goes away when I when mm. I hear the, the, the fans. Um and then he, he says, you know, Taz and Hobbs and that, they want to take that away from you, this this love fest. Um, they want to take cult of personality away from you by taking me out. Um, yeah, the good promo. Um, it was. It's kind of tough for, for like, real baby faces to cut promos, I find. 
Uh, it can but be. Punk just seems to be able to walk that perfect line. Huh? He did say, "Is you know, on the the you've got happy CM Punk at the minute, and you know, angry CM Punk. That guy will be here at some point. Yeah, you know, just uh, he, he's Punk's one of those guys who can do heel or face, but he is hundred percent better as a heel. He's very very mm-hmm. good at it." Um, my thing as well that like that point he's making of people saying, "Oh, where's the the pissed off guy?" It's like that's a perfect way of you know setting up an angle with someone as well as as someone asking mm-hmm. that exact question and trying to get it out of him. Um, yeah, probably it probably won't be Team Taz that does that, but um, no, yeah, it's 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 something it's something you got there that you can use. Mm-hmm. Um, so up next we had a. The grudge match uh, with MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. After MJF did lots of said lots of shitty things, <laughs> yeah. as, as he usually does. Um, yeah, the, the another good match. Um, MJF wins this one uh, with his armbar. Pillman taps out, but Pillman still managed to look good in defeat here. Mm-hmm. Um, which just again, uh, it's in no small part to to MJF and the the way he sells, like the way he would sell Pillman's offense, like he would like ah. he would shit himself any anytime Pillman did something. Um, just good stuff. And then is is MJF is if you want to uh, like the thing I love, he's just so good at getting his comeuppance. But he's always said in interviews that his favorite thing is getting his comeuppance. Because mm. he gets to oversell the shit out of everything. Uh, and he, he did a, a really good spot in this match with uh, him grabbing Julia Hart, using her as a human mm-hmm. shield. Um, and Julia giving him the fucking riot act and then uh, Pullman coming out of nowhere to, to, to <laughs> drop kick him in, in the face. Uh was was quite well done. Um, then we we had a promo with Jericho and Hager. It's just my men of the year. Oh, you're, yeah. you're gonna get spanked. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So up next, Cody Rose versus Malachi Black. Oof. This was an interesting match. Oof. Oh, yeah. they, don't, they don't like Cody. I think an audible was called here. I don't think there was, but go ahead. <laughs> well, it just it's such a thing, though. It's, you know, Cody gets destroyed. It goes through his family. What's the point of the rematch if Cody doesn't win? Well, I mean... Uh, they have but Cody. I honestly think he looked around and went, fuck, I'm hated here. I better uh, think quick. Because nah. he started being very heelish then. I think that some that, of the things he was doing, I was like, "Nah, I think he's my, playing on it." Uh, I think Black was always supposed to win. Um, the finish was too specific of a thing to to have mm. just just suddenly come up with on the spot. I mean, it had Malachi doing Black missed. Not sure, he could have had that plan somewhere else in in the match, but I, I don't think it was. I don't. I, I definitely don't think the expected Cody to get that reception but to me people keep saying oh people hating on Cody everyone thinks he's gone Hollywood it's like no they love Malachi Black 
give yeah, Malachi Black some fucking credit here. <laughs> he's he's fucking fantastic, and people love him. It's like that's what's going on. Um, I mean, and and Cody's they're doing the real fucking white meat baby face stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. that, that that can only go so far. And well, he's been doing. If you think about it, he's been doing that since day one now, right? Yeah. Even the Bucks and Kenny have changed up. Yeah, yeah, they all turned. I think, um, there's yeah. all, there's I only, think if they maybe had to kept trying, there, there's, maybe they'd be getting the same treatment. There's only so long you can do the, oh, the, this is wrestling for us, and we're like, you can you know be face off the back of that for so long, but then, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah, disappearing for long periods of time probably doesn't help that, but like, mm. yeah, he's gonna do other things. But you should probably. Oh, yeah, I get that. You you need to use that stuff. Uh, you can't expect to be come back to be the conquering hero every time. And like, I think it still works. To me, Malachi is he's not done anything terribly heelish. All he's done is beat everyone. And Arn Anderson got what he fucking deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> he's always getting fucking involved in everything. It's like Cody's always yep. up by airway as we fucking laminated menu. It's like get fucking kicked in the face. Um <laughs> I'm a proud member of the House of Black. Same. Um do, do you know what spot I thought was terrible? What spot? The fucking brandy spot. Oh yeah, that was, was about that was about cringe. Her him like so <laughs> Malachi sits in the inside of the middle of the ring, she gets in, does the same, then gives him the fingers, and then you're like, what? What's, what? Don't get it right. It's good to see her back. Um, uh, I know, like, she... It would have been really cool if she got her head kicked off. <laughs> would have been, uh, Can you imagine that shit? What did you think about the spot with the arm falling off the side of the ring? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> So did he get up on the wrong side for a spot or something? And then you see him trying to go around the corner and you're like, you're not getting that uh, man. You see Cody Just... literally wave him. It's like, get down. Cody waves him to... Uh, you're like, uh, it, but uh, it's the point where he's trying to get over to the side he's supposed to be yep. on. And he's like struggling to get around the post. And you're like, man, just get down the ground and walk around. And then next thing you know, think he... he's down his fucking arse. I think he fell. Oh, Jesus. He did fall. Uh, he fell. <laughs> Oh man, he was trying to get around right the outside and fell. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's not a young man anymore. He he was grand at the time. That's why I feel fine laughing at him because <laughs> he was. Uh, he seemed fine. <laughs> if he'd been hurt, I would have been like, "Oh, poor arm," but like, ah, uh, fucking you, you, hell! You weren't supposed to be on the hard cam. Um, nope. So next we have one that's I feel torn over. Uh, FDR versus Sting and Darby. Yeah, I agree with what you were what we were talking about. So it was a good match. Don't get me wrong, good match. It was. It was. You're getting your. I left. loved FTR's gear. Um. What What was their their gear? The it was the, a nod to the NWO. Aye. Aye. They had the the, the black waistcoats uh, with the FTR yep. done in the same eye. That that was very mm. cool. Um. I was saying, nod these things past. Uh huh. Exactly. Um, and you got a good, good match of uh, FTR style wrestling, um, mm-hmm. isolating. First of all, Sting 
Um, Sting eventually gets out, and then we get uh, Darby in, and Darby takes a lot of punishment. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get the, you know... Let's see, you're getting your big Sting comeback. It's Sting, he gets the hot tag, comes mm-hmm. in. Um, you you see Sting has... Um, who did he have in the uh, Scorpion Deathlock? It was Dax. Yeah. Um, well, before that, there's the whole thing. There, there was stuff with uh, a chair in the corner. Oh, yeah. It's the, he Stinger splashed the chair. Um, oh, I didn't. Oh no, that's right. He stops. He 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 he, he uh, juked them out. Yeah, and it, it's just in this one that one segment is is where like he just comes in like a fucking house of fire. I don't know. He's supposed to be the the baby face, and um, he gets Dax into the the scorpion deathlock. Um, uh, Cash has a hook of his hand on the apron, pulling him towards the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, Darby. Coffin drops cash on the apron, mm-hmm. um, and then and then Dax taps to the scorpion tail, and you're like, "No, like, yeah, how, I, how is that happening?" I was I was sitting with Fiona when we were watching that. I was all, "FTR can't lose this." I love Sting, but there's this doesn't make sense if FTR lose. And when he tapped, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like the, the, this is your. They're ex-champions. They're former champions. Yeah. AEW World Cha- World Tag Team Champions. AEW has hands down the best, most competitive tag team division in all of wrestling. And mm. for these guys to have held the top prize for that, you cannot have mm-hmm. two singles focused wrestlers beating them in a tag match. I don't are care. they trying to make out though that Sting and Darby are a tag team now? They've had like what three tag matches? I think so. I don't have the nostalgia for Sting. I don't. I've, I've said that I'm before. Not, hey, I, I, I love Sting, and I don't even think this is the right call. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a, you're you even a, a big Sting fan, and it's mm. like I will tell you the most Sting I've watched is AEW. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most I've seen a Sting in my life. So. Um, but yeah, it's but but sort of disappointed. But uh, the thing tell is, you what, so it, it's one loss. It's one loss. It's and one FTR loss, will be fine. and it's Tony Khan, dude. Like, how many times have we sort of went, "Oh, that wasn't the right call," and then Tony Khan pulls something out of a fucking under the rug, and we go, "Fuck, this is brilliant." <clears throat> it it does have his wee marky moments, though. He does, where, yeah. where he's like, it's just the fan of him wanting wanting Sting to win, or, you know, putting Jericho on commentary. Mm. Um, but it was a good match. It just uh, for me, it wasn't the right one. Wasn't right outcome. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the main event, which is the women's title match: Rip Baker versus Ruby Soho. Mm. I enjoyed this good match. match here. Yeah, I enjoyed this. Uh, I thought it was uh, really, really good. Um, it was sort of, sort of back and forth. Ruby Soho managed to look really good, even though she she didn't get the job done. There was enough um, dodginess interference. From there were uh, a few bits of shenanigans. Uh, 
Um, but that, that's you what still you, need that way, Brit. That's what you expect. It's it's Brit. It, it fits. She has Jamie Hader and Rebel for a reason, um, and that's what mm. they're what they're there for. Um, so you know, uh, you got Jamie Hader. Like uh, you're you're pretty much sure that, like Ruby hasn't in the bag. She she hits her with her finisher, the the No Future, which is the new name for the mm-hmm. riot kick. Um, and and Jamie Hader jumps up and causes a distraction which allows Baker to get the lockjaw in um and everyone everyone taps to that uh mm. and, no uh, one thinks to close their mouth and bite <laughs> I'm pretty sure she answered that once as you, she you, probably fi- has, uh, you physically can't because she's holding down on a specific nerve under your tongue it's your uh your, it's your uh, uh, uh your, it is a particular nerve, and what it does is it forces your mouth open. Yeah. Yeah, so as... Yeah, yeah, oh, can, it's going to yeah. annoy me. Um, pretty cool uh, spot with, uh, with where Brit does the, the air raid crash off the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that. Um, yeah, no, no new women's world champion, but that that's a uh, good to see the woman getting the main event. Um, oh, I'm um, putting on a and it was a, a good. good t- match. It wasn't just like the last couple of minutes either. I was glad they got a good twenty minute segment. Yeah, yeah, like uh, for for two hours, there, there wasn't wasn't a ton of like the the matches definitely got their time. Like uh, that first match got mm-hmm. half an hour. Pillman match wasn't wasn't long. The um. Cody and Malachi wasn't massively on, but then FTR got decent time, and uh, yeah, the, the the women's match got the the time it needed as well. It's a title match; you need to give it the the time. Mm-hmm. But like you'll notice in both Rampage and Dynamite, there wasn't a lot between the matches. It was very almost like pay per view type. It's like match, match, match. Let's go. Um, speaking of then Dynamite or Rampage, which was two hours long this week, because mm. uh, let's make the most of this big ass stadium. Um, opening up with CM Punk versus uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. This was fucking brilliant. This was great. This is what we need from Hobbs, and this is Punk doing the thing that he set out to do. Is um, yeah, made made Hobbs look massively fucking dangerous. It made him look like a big type. Um, just all the big power moves, power slams, and uh, I thought Hobbs's gear was um uh harlem heat with the flames oh but don't know yet i think someone pointed out that scott norton had gear very similar to that and scott norton wore a singlet um and he once wore a singlet with the the flames and he was he does a he's very like scott norton that's a good shout too with the the spine busters and the the power slams nah. and all that, um, yeah. The, Scott Norton used to wear the the headgear, didn't he? Wasn't that him? I think he may have at one point. Mm. Uh, I always I always think Rick Steiner when I think headgear though. True, true. Um, yeah, but the, this match is really getting across just how how freakishly strong Hobbs is. You get the point where uh, Punk's got trying to get a triangle choke in. And Hobbs yes, power, so powers him up. I love that spot. Like it's it's not the first time you, you've seen it, but like no. just just the the big guy lifting the smaller guy trying to do a submission with one arm and 
Yeah, it's the fact Hobbs did it with one arm. That's crazy to me. He did use his other arm event to get him all the way up and then gives him a a good old powerbomb. He gets him off the mat with the one arm and then sort of gets him the whole way. It's getting someone off the ring still with one arm is pretty goddamn impressive. Um, couple of more, uh, couple of things I enjoyed in this match. Uh, we got Punk going up for the elbow. Uh, to which I was like, "Yep, oh no," because historically Punk's Punk's elbow isn't hasn't been great. This one, yeah, he did it. <laughs> no, that was, I, I, I was always like, thought Punk's elbow wasn't bad. I was kind of just like a fall off the turnbuckle <laughs> but when he, he got some height on this one he was able to do the arms swinging on the way down that worked out great um it's well, better than max casters well, that is kind of just fall off the turnbuckle <laughs> I, I don't like max casters elbow because he sort of he sort of lands and then hits you with the elbow you're like you're not doing a diving elbow drop you're jumping uh, off the top land on your feet and then dropping an elbow <laughs> Uh, well, it all they all pale in comparison to Kari Hojo's. Whereas she gets so high up, and the first thing to hit the ground is her fucking elbow. Have you ever seen her? You've seen her elbow yes. drop. That's the pirate, though. Yeah, just legs yep. up in the air. I'm coming down elbow first on you. Cage actually has a really well. He had. I don't know if he does it anymore, but he he used to do it in Lucha Underground, and it was fucking phenomenal because he used to like do this. He used to jump this weird way where he would like turn in midair. Mm. So like he would jump facing you, but by the time he's done his elbow, he's landed on the other side of you and dropping the elbow. Right. So he does like a one eighty in the air and lands facing the other way. It's fucking cool looking. He's definitely never done it in AEW, that's for sure. No, damn right he hasn't. Um, I've been waiting for him. So this match was very one-sided on commentary. I think that that should be addressed. <laughs> it's very unprofessional. <laughs> the commentary was fantastic. And uh, then we got Hook jumping up onto the apron and Hobbs fucking wipes him out by accident. Um I love that though. The punk kept going for hook a few times every time. He did we, I. Uh, the, the, it's I, like I dare you. I dare you. I, he wants hook's first match, doesn't he? Like on TV. I think that's where he's <laughs> where he's going for here. Um, I fall by the the GTS, and you ain't getting enough from Matt Hobbs. Good the match. Punk got him up, hey. Aye. He uh, got bust as well. Was it the Hurricane Rana? Oh shit! I Something forgot about the hurricane runner. There. I that I thought Hobbs went on his head, and then Punk came out. I thought Hobbs went on his head with his mouth bleeding. Um, I it was it looked a wee bit nasty that one. Um, nah. So we get a backstage segment. Um, Thunder Rosa, Jay Cargill, Nyla Rose, um, mm. and. Done, uh, that's, uh, are we getting a triple threat then? I guess. I guess so. Thunder Rosa for the win there. Oh, I. Well, she's, she, is she undefeated? Uh, technically, I. Jade's undefeated? Yep. So I wonder, is this a way to have Jade go up against Thunder Rosa, but Nyla's going to take the pin, and then that's mm. it's still Jade's first loss. I don't doesn't matter what you say um right so we, we have a couple of fucking absolute 
Maniac matches on this card. Um, this next one, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks um, versus Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. Uh, yeah, it was, was very, very good. Just absolute chaos um, start to finish. Um, everyone running into the ring and out of the rain just <laughs> double teams everywhere which look it's what you want it's what well it's what i want um i like the uh the bet. oh go ahead oh go ahead i know what you're gonna say but go ahead i was gonna say the bit that nearly killed me was when the adam cole was holding i can't remember yep. who he was holding the young bucks are running back and forth for ages and then they just kiss him on the cheek and i fucking nearly died I, I think it was Jungle Boy. Um, yeah, Adam Cole had him in a sort of a camel clutch. Mm. And then they, they kiss him on cheek and then and kick him in the face. Um, I liked as well Luchasaurus's fucking choke slam again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was just choke slamming boys into other boys. Two one knee channels like, I'll choke slam you down there, and then you on top of you. And then a boy jumps at him and like, no, I'm choke slamming you too. I was fucking, <laughs> they made him look like a fucking monster. He did. I, I'm pretty sure that's twice the, the Bucks have now pinned, like he's taken the pin, but also looked strong as fuck in doing it. The thing I do enjoy when they do with him is they, they no one's ever sort of just took him by himself. It's always a group of boys have uh, to beat the fuck out of him. Uh, it's like the entire other team, which has happened here. It's like he, he got um, mm. the... Oh, the thingy sunrise, the... Yep. What do you call it? I can't remember what you call the name. And it's it's on the tip of my tongue. And it's... Heart? No. It, 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 Panama. Panama. Panama City Sunrise. Um, uh, mm. Fall by the, the BTE trigger. Um, and that gets the, the three count for the super click. Uh, but oh, yeah, it's a source. I'll hit that. It hits Canadian destroyers. <laughs> yeah, um, a real good match here. Um, oh, it was fantastic. Uh, next one, uh, men of the year finally having a match together um, against mm. uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager, and we've got Dan Lambert in men of the year's corner. Uh, Dan Lambert was brilliant during this. He was. I, I've been I'm looking forward to see what happens now. The match isn't anything special, but this this no, one wa- this one wasn't about the match. Um, this this was all about the uh, the aftermath. The finish. Um, uh, so men of the year win. As should be. No point in building all this shit up and having them lose. Yep. Um, and it's it's dodgy how they do it. Uh, Lambert mm-hmm. gra- grabs Hager's leg at one point, and Scorpio Sky rolls him up for to, to pin him, um, and and then then it all all Lambert's MMA boys get in the ring. So I Hager uh, attacked first. Of course he did. So uh, th- <laughs> these these guys uh, th- these names don't mean a lot to me, but apparently this is a big deal. So Junior Dos Santos, I, I recognize that name. Austin Vanderford, Andre Arlovsky, uh, Dalton Rasta, George Masvidal, and Paige Van Zant got in the ring. Um, and then we had 
Jericho being held up. Uh, Paige Vincent, I believe she is a bare knuckle boxer. That's like someone on commentary mm. said that, and she gives him the fucking beaten to the bread basket. Uh, and then uh, George Masvidal um, doing that running knee, uh, which is a legitimate actual guys getting knocked out for that in MMA. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Wonder what's going to come of this with all these MMA guys. Is anyone ready to hang up the MMA and make a wee transition here? Hmm. I well, there was some any... fucking roar when your man with what looked like pajamas got in the ring. Uh, the guy that done the running, me George Masvidal. I think he's there was some roar for him. Hey, I think he's currently like at the top of his games <laughs> probably not him all right uh, he's uh, top of the food chain yeah um your your boy um junior dos santos they he looked pretty good i know it was just like a big brawl but he he probably ah. looked looked the best out of, out of a lot of them um mm. it was good good uh good segment um good day to establish uh, like this this is what men of the year are going to be now this is what you're going to be facing when you go up against yep. them um Next up, we we had uh, another just fucking bonkers match. Um, <laughs> Lucha Bros, uh, Santana Ortiz versus Butcher Blade and Private Party. Um, Jesus, the pop Santana Ortiz got. Their ring gear was awesome. I love that. The baseball furies and the, the yeah, cut. Uh, the colors one of them was in uh the new york knicks colors and the other was yep. the giants i think the new york yep. giants um i i was ortiz I, having the three bottles and all i uh, the, just doing the wee clink <laughs> warriors come out to play yes um oh, good shit so cool. um uh, and then we get in and have the match and this is like yeah it's an eight man match and the you're gonna get some chaos a lot of flying bodies everywhere um <laughs> i i think so new japan do do a lot of multi-man uh tag matches on their cards and usually it's very mm-hmm. much padding it's like we'll have the, the 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 proper matches which are usually singles matches and then anyone who yep. doesn't have a proper match will be thrown into one of these big multi-man matches um if I'm honest, they're usually kind of boring and throw away. I, I love AEWs are always so exciting. They they make the use yep. of like, um, there's so many guys there. There's there's no need to be selling because if you're down, get out of the way. Next guy comes in, keep the action going, yep. and it, it makes it so different from from like a normal tag match or a singles match. Um, and uh, the, that's what this match was, just constant, constant action. It was great. They got, like, um, some some good uh, moves chained together. We got an appearance from Orange Cassidy, um, who that's just right. laid out Jack Evans um, and, and then left again because <laughs> uh, Jack Evans was, was getting himself involved. Um, and eventually we get the hometown boys get the win. Uh with a street sweeper. Um, th- there was a pretty cool moment, I thought, when they were doing, like, so they had a member of the Lucha Brothers and a member of Santana Ortiz, and they sort of mixed up each other's uh, double yes, team moves. Yes, yes, like the jumping that to, was the, to very the outs- cool. outside, all four of them um, sort of 
what, what was it was Penta. It was Penta, Penta and, and Santana were on the. They they did the running one, and the the other two were on the corners, and they all oh, right. jumped out together. Is that what you're on about? Well, there was that, and then there was like even when they were in the ring, they were doing the normal double team moves. But instead of Penta and Phoenix doing the double team, it was like Penta and Santana, and then Ortiz and Phoenix did like mm. the sort of double splash that the brothers usually do. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. They mixed the the, the mix of the moves up with each other. Aye, aye. Uh, that's like they they don't see these multi man matches as throwaway. Just get on the card matches. It's like, well, let's let's try some shit. Let's let's do something. Um, and Santana Ord, he's been in their hometown too. So, uh, aye, yeah. Crowd was hot for it. Um, uh, very much enjoyed it. Um. Mm-hmm. Next we have Matt Hardy is backstage with. Tony Schiavone, and he finally challenges Orange Cassidy to the hair versus hair match, except it's Jack Evans' hair on the line, which Jack Evans doesn't seem too happy about. For Jack Evans, is going to get balded again? Has he been balded before? In Lucha, he lost his hair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, Oh, dear. You must get a nice wee bonus for that. Yeah, half day. Uh, next, we have Sammy Guevara and Fuego on the ramp doing their. Sammy yep. Sammy's doing his cue card stick, but the weird thing is, we're not in break. So what the fuck's going on? Uh, <laughs> Miro creeps up behind him. <laughs> creeps up. He just sort of looms out of nowhere. <laughs> Taz goes fucking, fucking nuts. He's like, what? The, what? <laughs> behind him. Ricky Starks is loving this. Aye. <laughs> He's like off a plot level. That's because he's good friends with them too. Most of the get be. Did you see in Sammy's vlog, Ricky Starks and Sammy in the in Fuego's quote unquote car? They keep. They're like. They're, did you not see it? One like the entire vlog is basically interspersed with them sitting in that car that they had for Fuego, and it's sitting beside where they they do the promos. And they're right. sitting there and they're they're like filming like a pre-tape promo and and Sammy's all like I'm gonna beep the horn as I can. Like Ricky Starks, like, don't don't worry, we're gonna get in trouble. And he's beeping the horn while they're filming. For fucking idiots, hey. Um, yeah, so Mero fucking kills, fucking murders, Fuego. <laughs> throws him off the stage. Poor Fuego. Um, uh, and then Sammy gets gets stuck in the the game over. Sammy's winning that. I am convinced. That's next week. Ooh, Hank. That's next week. That's on Dynamite. I think Sammy's taking that title off him. I don't know her. <sighs> That's how I love about the TNT title. Though. It can change pay-per-view or TV. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have Anna J uh, up against Penelope Ford or Penelope Ford, whatever you want. <laughs> I, again, this one wasn't really so much about the match uh, as the it stuff was, no. going around. Um, Anna Jay very quickly gets the Queen Slayer on Penelope. Mm-hmm. Then the bunny comes out, um, provides a bit of a distraction, uh, gives Penelope the um, the brass knucks, which get used. Um, and that, that ends the match. So bad guys mm. cheat and win this time. Uh, then they continue to beat her up. Uh, Tay Conti comes out, uh, gets beat up a bit. 
um, the HFO come out and sort of block off the ring. Uh, you know, just preemptively, like, this is happening and no one's interrupting here. Uh, we had Orange Cassidy, uh, Chris Statlander, and the Dark Order. Um, so this was pretty cool. So first, you only got uh, mm. Sil- Silver Reynolds, uh, Alan, and Angel's impressive advance Damn. come out. Um, but then Stu Grayson and Evil Uno come running out as well, and the crowd goes fucking ballistic, and they all run in mm. together and and beat the fuck out of they chase away the HFO and and save Anna and Tay, but short lived. Mm. Who who is it offers the hand to Evil? F- five, five, and he walks away, and you're like, oh come on, sorry, Colt Cabana came running out as well, sorry, Colt. Um, but yeah. next week I think it's going to be a big week for the Dark Order what do you reckon is happening I don't know what <laughs> but they're in Rochester yeah that's Brody's hometown certain people who might be listening to this reckon uh, Mr. Wyatt yeah what do you think it would be nice I because of the whole history and I know and genuine, we're not talking in wrestling here. Genuinely, Bray and uh, John Huber were like fucking best buds. Yeah, and I know what what is Bray's real name? Um, you, Mike Mike Rotunda uh, Rotunda Rotunda. So he he wanted oh, to be sorry, at the celebration show. His name's not Mike. <laughs> that's his dad's name. Ah, oh, that's his dad's <laughs> Mike Rotunda. IRS. Yeah. Wasn't that him? Yes. Well, I know, let's just call him Bray for the sake of this. Um, he wanted to be at the celebration show. But he wasn't allowed. Yeah. William Rotunda. Or Wyndham Rotunda. How, how do I forget a name Wyndham. like Wyndham? Wyndham? That's a hell of a name. Mm. Um, but he wasn't allowed. And then obviously, I think he got... It, it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't the, uh, the big, what do you call him? Uh, Rowan. Yeah. He had already left and he had, you know... So he was, you know, there because he wanted to show this thing as well. And I think that hurt him that he didn't sort of go fuck it and go. Yeah. And I think he's obviously, le- he's he's long gone now, isn't he? Yeah, his From, his, his 90 days is, is up. If anyone, I won't say replace, but if anyone was to lead the Dark Order after Mr. Brody. Hmm. I think Bray would be the perfect man. Yeah, it, it it does make a lot of sense, and it probably it it would be a very feel good moment. Um, mm. I think the fans would be okay with it as well. Oh, they they'll fucking love it. I think. Um, I think mm. people will erupt for that one um, if it happens. If uh, you were to do it, though, if I was to book it. It oh, would shit. have to be Brody Jr. Interview, introducing him. He's like, I went and got help. I'm fed up, you idiots. Oh, they're all, they're all fighting. And he, come, he comes uh, out and goes, enough of this. I brought, in, I brought in a friend to sort you <laughs> out. Um, no, well, we'll find out soon. Find out soon. So main event, our lights out match. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Minoru Suzuki and the, and Lance Archer. Um, 
Suzuki gets his full music this time. <laughs> Everyone gets. Do to you sing know along. what I enjoyed even before the match? What? You know the whole thing was interrupting Suzuki. Yeah. Anytime Eddie and John went to talk, Archer just kept talking over the top. He did I. It's like oh, that, at that, first that, I was like, "What the fuck's he doing?" Mark and then Hen- I was like, "Oh wait." Um, Mark Mark Henry's we uh, we interviews before the main event are great. Um, uh, and I uh, Kingston just losing his fucking shit to get to rip. <laughs> get this off of me! <laughs> I'm angry now. Come on. <laughs> oh, he's brilliant. This match was fucking brutal. Um, uh, chopping like. Lots of chops. Uh, at one point, <laughs> Suzuki's just or they they tie up, tie up. I getting chopped and just laughing in their face. Uh, he ties up or he ties up Moxie's hands behind his back and then whips him with a strap. Um, and and then the fucking music hits. Mm. Fucking homicide. Homicide, and they actually used this LAX music from Impact. That oh, was very cool. No reason not to. Um, mm. Yeah, so he comes out to, to free John Moxley, um, and Craig uh, goes nuts. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> you know, we're in we're in New York, so uh, yeah, it's a fucking crazy match. The the finish, the the. The bin over Archer's head, <laughs> and then Kingston just going to fucking town on it with a kendo stick, um, mm. and that 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 was the thing that, that put Archer away. Um, uh, it was it good. took and, a lot to put him down. And I love that the, the bell rang three count. Maxine Suzuki just still beating <laughs> the fucking shit at each other. That was brilliant. So we're not done yet. Um, I uh, well, that was a great match. Just like fifteen minutes of two boys. Or four boys just wailing on each other, and guess what? Guess what they just announced for New Japan, the next New Japan show. Oh, Jesus, what? <laughs> that match again? Oh, sweet! It's a Philadelphia street fight, I think is, is what they said it was. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So, so I, I guess Suzuki Gun will 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 take that one. Um, I was actually thinking about this very quickly. We haven't seen Jake the Snake in a while. Jake the Snake was out for foot surgery. Oh, okay. And he has recovered and should be back soon. That's good. Um, Brian Cage as well was out for knee stuff. He's got some stem cell thing done with his knees. Yeah, but, uh, he's, he's been doing that for a while. But uh, apparently there was some flare-up from the last one he did. And he had to cancel like a, an indie date and that, so... But um, ah, that explains right, right, okay. Uh, so that's why you haven't seen those guys um around. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's that's all the good week of wrestling again. Um, next week should be interesting to see with the um uh th- being in Rochester. Let's see what happens. Um, yeah. I could be building this up for nothing, so don't get too don't get all annoyed if nothing happens, folks. Yeah, it's part of the territory. You do. Oh, what if this happens? 
then you get real disappointed yeah, when it doesn't. But that's that's, <laughs> that's wrestling. But um, I guess that'll do us for now, and we will be back again next week. See Till you then, then, folks. Bye. Bye bye. Drive it away. The lap itself is just as brief as a candle in the wind, but it's green.